Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction podcast on this lovely Friday evening. I am rolling solo today. I am uh, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell is doing some hillbilly shit all this week. I, we didn't do a, uh, a a Tuesday episode. He was not able to make that work. He's doing some construction on his house. So it's it's not like super hillbilly. It's just uh, like regular hillbilly stuff. And um, I, I uh, have been working all week on super spreader things. And I don't have a lot of great news to report on that front. We've had some issues finding a venue. I was going to do it here. They're really being uh, a little cunty, a little cunty about the amount of people they'd allow me to have here. So I, I even though this place would be great for it, it's a great space, It they, they're not going to allow me to have more than like 25 or 30 people here, and that's just not going to work for me. So we might end up doing the VIP happy hour uh, VIP thing here. Maybe on like Friday afternoon, that that might work depending on how many VIP tickets we have. But we're working to try to get a much bigger event going this year. So I've been scouring the shores of Puerto Vallarta looking for uh, kind of an impossible thing because, you know, I think one of the aspects of the super spreader that people really liked was sort of the laid back atmosphere i created it was like intimate you you could hang out you know you could meet other people you could chill you know have a drink whatever we're all having a good time it's not like a conference where you go into a big room and there's like a stage and a bunch of chairs and you go and you sit there and you listen to somebody talk it's more interactive it's more social and i don't think there's a lot of events that actually function that way and so we're trying to create that environment but also make it a much bigger event. And there's not there's not a lot of event places around here that sort of provide that um, that ambiance that we're looking for, that casual, uh, intimate environment that you know you can put a hundred, two hundred people in. It's uh, it's shocking to me how how many of these places you know they have these big, beautiful villas everywhere that you could easily fit you know, a hundred people and no problem, but they, they, they won't go for it. They're, they're not interested in having events. So I did look at one place that I think would be absolutely perfect. I really liked the space. I was a little disappointed with when it came to the, uh, it was like a 15 bedroom place. I just didn't think the bedrooms were uh, up to the, the quality that people would expect if I was going to sell like the villa VIP tickets 
for people to to stay there. Um, so I still want to use it as the event space, but the owner has also given me like a lot of red flaggy type of signs. <laughs> he's he's being very dodgy. He won't give me like firm answers. And I saw one review online of him like kind of fucking screwing this one guy over at the last minute demanding like extra money or something like that. So I'm a little apprehensive about committing to that because I'm not sure I trust this guy. But the actual event space there, I think, is phenomenal. It's, it would be like two main levels, but really four. And there's like, you know, they have actual like a full bar on one floor and then another like a small bar on the other floor with like a lot of seating and you, you're overlooking the bay. It's elevated. It, it was really cool, in my humble opinion. So I'm I'm still kind of trying to make that work, but at the same time looking towards other options. And there's just not a whole lot out there for what we're trying to do, but we'll, we'll get it done. We have a, a couple of options at this point. So, um, it, it's just a matter of making that decision and I'm trying to make it very quickly. Like I, I want to have the venue locked down. I would say no later than the end of this month. And that will get me, you know, so we'll have August, September, October, and November, four months to actually sell tickets to it. I think that's like minimum what you kind of need to do something like this. So Anyway, that's what I've been doing, and that's why you haven't had an episode this week, despite so much stuff going on. There's a lot we got to talk about today. You know, it seemed like every, almost every day this uh, this week, or since the last episode that we put out, there's been a, a big story of some sort, with the exception of today. I think today is a, a fairly slow news day, which Fridays typically are, but, you know, we had the um, the shooting at the mall, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the mall right now, but we had like the quintessential case for concealed carry, what pro-Second Amendment, unapologetically pro-Second Amendment people argue is not like the silver bullet solution to this problem. There is no one thing that you can do to solve this issue. There's no silver bullet. There's no panacea. But if you look at the statistics, and I've talked about this pretty much every time we have a uh, a mass shooting that we cover on this podcast, the the response time and the number of the average number of deaths when you have somebody in the room or like at the scene where this is going down versus when you have to sit there and wait for the cops to intervene if they intervene at all. And it's like, you know, you're talking on average two point something people get get killed in these mass shootings when there's somebody there packing the good Samaritan. OK, and I know and it's 15 plus on average. Last time I checked, if you don't have somebody there that can try to put down the the mass shooter and you have to wait for the cops to intervene. And I'm sure that number has only gotten worse since those, those statistics, I think if I remember correctly, they were, you know, they were from like 2016 or something like that. And I know after the Uvalde shooting, for whatever retarded reason, all of these anti second amendment gun grabbers were, were saying like, you saw all these politicians come out and the, and the saying like, if there's one thing that we've, you know, that you Uvalde proves is that the myth, this myth, this right wing myth of a good guy with a gun 
will stop a shooter is just that. It's a myth. It's bullshit. Like, look what happened at Uvalde. And I, I mean, I don't know what sort of mental gymnastics or mental retardation you have to suffer from in order for that to be the takeaway from the whole Uvalde incident. I, I mean, that that is that is mind-boggling to me that you would take a sobering a sober look at what happened in Uvalde and conclude, yeah, good guys with a gun, that's just not the solution here. I mean, A, you didn't have the good guy with a gun in that scenario. There was nobody in the school really with like there was nobody in that classroom con- concealed carry that could shoot back at this fucking little prick teenager. It wasn't there. They were waiting for the cops. Now, who in their right mind, first of all, refers to cops as good guys with a gun? That's another mental retardation you're suffering from if you're referring to the police as a good guy with a gun. That's just, uh, yeah, that's the uh, the polar opposite uh, on the retard scale. That's the the right wing uh, retard uh, version, I guess, if you want to want to put it that way. But like, I, I just couldn't believe that there were people making the argument that Uvalde proves that the good guy with a gun is complete bullshit. When there wasn't a good guy with a gun, there were good parents there without gun. Well, who actually brought guns to the scene, who were stopped from intervening by the so-called good guys with the gun. The the cops stopped them from intervening. They stopped them from running in there and trying to get their kids or trying to fucking put this shooter down. So they were they actively like worked against the uh, the people that tried to be good guys with the guns. The police intervened on behalf of the mass shooter to stop the good guys with the guns uh, with guns. And you didn't actually have somebody there. I mean, yeah, there might have been like a security guard or something in the building, but you got to be like you have to be in the room. Like if the guy barricades himself in a room and he's just popping off little kids. There, you know, that's that's a problem. There's no gun in that room. So there is no good guy with a gun. I, I don't know how people could logically try to make sense of that, uh, make that argument, and and consider themselves to be, you know, logical thinking human beings. So not only did you not have the the typical good guy with a gun scenario that people in our sort of circles argue for, argue as a a necessary thing, argue as a reason why we should have, everybody should, anybody should be allowed to um, carry, conceal carry, so that they, because they have a God-given right to defend themselves. You have a right to life, (laughs) and, you know, a fundamental part of that is being able to defend yourself. So not only did you not have that, uh, but you had the cops working against it. And whether you know whether you want to admit it or not, you know if you if you're one of these people on the on the left, or maybe you're one of these uh, independents or a moderate that thinks, yeah, it's just I, I'm very uncomfortable with people having guns. We should just ban these. Nobody needs these assault rifles, and we're not going to go into the whole you know definition of that and all that stuff. Nobody needs those things. We should ban them. Well, okay. Let's hypothetically say, we'll, we'll humor you on that. You, you, you ban the assault weapons. Okay. There's already 
more of them out there than there are. There's certainly more guns. I don't know if there's more assault guns than there are uh, human beings, but there's plenty of them out there already. And if we know anything from Prohibition, when you uh, ban something, you just create black markets for it. People will get their hands on them. There will be more of these scenarios. So, the, And even if you ban the assault uh, weapons, you can do just as much damage with a fucking handgun as you can with an AR. Uh, look at the, the, like, one of the first really big mass shootings um, was the Virginia Tech one. The, the guy killed 33 people, I think. Low 30s with nothing but two handguns. And, you know, if you talk about, uh, well, we need to, like, you know, ban these assault weapons and people have to be, like, very proficient in the use of them. It's like, listen, like, these, these fucking little... And look at these little prick fucking douchebag teenagers that go and, and try to shoot these things up. Like these little twerpy fucking kids who are, are, are like, ironically, they're probably getting made fun of for being real twerpy. But I'm only calling them fucking twerpy because they're they're pussies who want to take a gun and go shoot a bunch of innocent people. If he was just walking down the street, I wouldn't be making fun of him for being like a skinny little dork or whatever. He's just a colossal uh, puss. And I think being able to get their hands on an AR-15 or an AR-15 style weapon gives them sort of a false sense of security. Where it's like, okay, I got this, I got this, you know, badass rifle now. Nobody can stop me. I don't really need to train with this thing because, look, I got like a 30 round magazine and blah, 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 blah. If you take that away and all they have now is shotguns and handguns, it's like, okay, well, first of all, a shotgun, like any idiot, could hit the broadside of a barn with a shotgun and you could do a lot of damage with that. Bring in a couple shotguns. They hold, I think they hold eight rounds. Uh, I, I believe mine holds eight. And okay, so you have two shotguns with eight rounds in them, and then some handguns. Y- you can do a lot of fucking damage with that, and you know, throw some buckshot in there. That's going to be really easy to do. But at the, at the same time, if you're denied this uh, assault weapon that you just feel gives you this like really big upper hand, and you have to use handguns, which anybody who's fired a handgun before knows that. They are very hard to be accurate with. It's like one step above having a fucking baseball bat to beat somebody with. If you're not, you know, if you're not practicing with a handgun regularly, you got to get up pretty close to somebody to be effective with it. And so you're going to what you're going to have is these kids fucking practicing a lot more, getting very proficient with the handgun, you know, changing magazines, uh, firing, you know, putting uh, shots on target at moving target. And like, I don't want them practicing this and like planning it for like six months and practicing every day and getting really good with the handgun. No, no, no. I just want some, you know, if I have to choose my shooter, I want like a fucking twerpy kid that's just really upset one day and gets his hands on one of these guns and just goes and doesn't know what he's doing. That gives me the best chance. And I think banning assault weapons would would force people to, uh, you know, have to practice more and get more proficient with these guns. And I don't want uh, my psychopath shooter to be proficient. I want them to be as ineffective as possible. So that was one thought I had. The other, the other thing is like, if you're going to ban these weapons, like, okay, but you're still going to, no matter what you do, 
You could you could make them illegal. You can make you know the, give them the death penalty for having these guns. These people don't give a shit. They're willing to die for what they do. They know their life is over one way or another after performing you know after doing one of these mass shootings. Like even if they don't kill you or you don't kill yourself, you're getting the electric chair, <laughs> or you're going to spend you know eight consecutive life sentences in uh, in prison. So. These are going to happen. And once it happens, once somebody violates your gun ban and, and uh, you know, they do, every time one of these shootings happens, they are violating your gun ban because these are gun free zones every single fucking time. So even if, you know, you send the federal government around and 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 they collect as many of these guns as they can, that would be a, a not mitigated disaster. Um, you've seen how porous our southern border is. You don't think people will be running guns instead of uh, drugs and everything like that. People are going to get their hands on guns if they want to do these things, right? And so once this happens, once the, the shooter breaks all of your rules and he's in there and he's starting to shoot people, you have two choices at this point, right? You have two different scenarios, I'll say. You can have as many people in that vicinity that want to carry firearms to protect themselves and the people around them carry and they can engage the shooter or you can have you can make it illegal and have most law-abiding citizens abiding by those laws defenseless and you can all sit there while you're getting shot at call the cops and and wait for them to show up and hopefully they don't pull a Uvalde and sit out there for an hour and a half those are the two choices. Like you, the only way to put down a shooter, I actually got, I got a post taken down, I think from, from Instagram. I, I posted a meme. It was like the, uh, it's like the FBI guy, like reading the book, you know, and it's like how to stop a, a mass shooter. And it's like on the second and then the, on the inside of the book, it's shoot him. <laughs> Apparently uh, we're not supposed to say that online. You know, we're not supposed to say that, uh, you're, you should shoot the mass shooter because that's, uh, you know, violence. <clears throat> anyway, once the guy has decided he's going to shoot the place up and he's there and he's shooting, you have two different scenarios. Either somebody is there with a gun and they can engage, engage him immediately, or you sit there and you wait for the cops to show up. And he has just, you know, a, a minimum, probably like five, six minutes and a maximum of, I mean, Uvalde was an hour, over an hour. So he's got all the time that he needs to do a ton of damage while you sit there and you wait for somebody else to come with the gun. Like, what? <laughs> I don't get this. I don't, I, logically, this makes absolutely no sense. It's like the most retarded thing in the world. You need somebody with a gun to shoot this guy. It has to happen. That's the only way you're going to stop him. That or he runs out of ammunition. Okay, so you either wait for him to run out of ammunition and leave, or you shoot him. I mean, if it's me, and I bet you just about everybody in that fucking mall, they're like, they want somebody there with guns to shoot back at this guy, to shoot him, to at least try to stop him. Now, I know the first guy that he took out was like, uh, was actually carrying as well. But, you know, he's like walking into a bathroom and he gets completely blindsided and this guy shoots him. It's like, okay, he didn't have time to draw, but it's like, so where's the harm in that? You know, it's like, 
at least he gave himself a fighting chance in like almost any other scenario. He just had really, really bad fucking luck that he walked right into the fucking shooter that he had, the guy had his gun out and he didn't. Um, that's a very shitty, unfortunate situation. But you, you basically have th- those two scenarios. Either somebody is there on the scene, they can engage him immediately, or you wait for somebody to come and do the exact same thing that somebody would do if they had a gun there. Now, why is it? Why are people so afraid of the idea of just average people, everyday Americans, walking around with a, a handgun on their hip? And not afraid of cops walking around with handguns on their hips. I mean, if there's, you know, especially the way that we treat citizens these days, um, you have to be very, very careful. The the laws in a lot of states, even that allow concealed carry, do not really favor uh, the person carrying. You know, you have to be very like there's very uh, special situations where you are allowed to draw that weapon and engage. And if you do it wrong, you'll end up in prison for the rest of your life. Whereas cops can fucking pull on anybody. They can shoot your fucking dog. They can shoot innocent bystanders like the UPS thing a couple years ago. And there's no repercussions for those motherfuckers. So why people have this irrational fear I mean, I know why they have it, because you get an ass full of propaganda from the day you start government school until the day you fucking graduate government school and every night in between with these fucking corporate press pussies out there peddling all of this nonsense, teaching you to be afraid of everybody else. There's like they make it seem like because you you have you're carrying a gun, you're just like one fucking altercation away from going postal. And that's not how this works. Like, I could carry a gun everywhere. I could get, like, super angry at you or something. And I'm not just going to go on a murderous rampage. That's that's not how, it like, normal people fucking work. So this idea that you should fear <coughs> citizens carrying guns and not fear police carrying guns, I think is totally unfounded. Completely unfounded. Not based in reality. And then when you look at the situations where there is somebody proficient with a handgun on the scene, like they put these guys down immediately. This fucking kid, this kid, I like for those of you guys that don't shoot guns, um, he engaged this fucking shooter from they're saying between 40 and 50 yards with a handgun. That's half a football field with a fucking handgun. And he put eight out of 10 on target. That is fucking badass. That is badass shooting. I could, there's no way I could do that. No way, especially right now. Now, if I was still living in Chicago, I'd probably be practicing a lot more. Maybe I could engage somebody from, I don't know, 30 yards. I might be able to hit the broad side of a barn, but I wouldn't feel, you know, I wouldn't do that. I would try to get much closer to the target. This kid just fucking yeeted that motherfucker from 40 yards away. That's very impressive shooting. Very impressive shooting. And it was 15 seconds. 15 seconds went by. They they initially uh, came out and said it was like two minutes, and then they had to retract that and say, nope, it looked like it was 15 seconds. So this kid had 15 seconds. He killed uh, three people, I think. And he wounded a couple others in 15 seconds. 
before this kid put him down from half a football field away. God bless him. And this is a, you know, they had this new, uh, this is like a couple weeks after the concealed carry thing. Um, uh, they just had like unrestricted concealed carry. However, he still wasn't supposed to be carrying inside the mall. He broke that rule. And thank God for that. I used to break these fucking rules all the time when I would carry because you basically could not carry anywhere. Like I did all this work to get my concealed carry in Chicago. And then like, yeah, you can't bring it anywhere that you actually go. You can't bring it on public transportation. You can't bring it into a park. You can't bring it near a park, a hospital, any government buildings, any office buildings have the no gun zone signs like restaurants, bars, anywhere that alcohol is served. You can't bring it. And it's like, all right, well, what the fuck is the point of this thing then? (laughs) Um, But anyway, so this kid fucking puts him down from 50 yards away with a handgun after 15 seconds. Now, let's say he wasn't there. Or let's say he he abided by their retarded no-gun policy that uh, clearly these shooters take great pride in in, uh, violating. If if he kills three people in 15 seconds, even if you have an unbelievable police response time, let's say they get there in three minutes. I mean, do the math on that body count. Why? Why would we deny somebody like this kid having the ability, this good Samaritan, uh, having the ability to to put down this shooter and save dozens of lives? Like he saved dozens of fucking lives. I didn't see a lot of media coverage on this. I just saw like, you know, I, I run in these like libertarian ANCAP circles. So I see a lot of people tweeting about it. But I wonder what the coverage was like on the CNNs of the world. It's absolutely ridiculous that this gets downplayed, and it's obvious why. It's because this this is like this is the good guy with a gun scenario, and and this is what you get now. Why anybody would be against this is beyond me. It's just irrational. It's absolutely irrational why you would not want somebody there that could protect you. Why not? Like, what's the downside? I mean, literally, there's almost no downside, except that if he was a really bad shot and he started shooting from 50 yards away, he could hit somebody else. Uh, okay, but this guy's just like, I, I would rather have that. I'd rather take my chances that I get hit with a stray bullet from a good Samaritan than have to sit there like a sitting duck and wait for the cops to come while this guy just has free range to go fucking ape shit on everybody. I mean, th- this kid is a fucking hero. He's a badass. Jesus, dude. He is a fucking badass. Put an 8 out of 10 from 40, 50 yards with a handgun. That is very, very, on a moving target, that is very impressive. That is, that is very, 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 very impressive. It's something that I would uh, strive to now. They should have, oh, the, the one thing that drives me crazy about this fucking kid that uh, is his fucking name. Elijah, or I think it's Elijah, but it's spelled in that retarded, like uh, Gen Z millennial. Is it Gen Z millennial? I don't know what the fuck the generations are anymore. But it's like that retarded way where there's just a bunch of extra letters that make it look fucking stupid and hard to pronounce. Uh, so, kid, change your fucking name, kid. Jesus Christ. But you are a goddamn hero. You should be paraded around as like the fucking pinnacle of what we're looking for as like a, one of the prongs in the solution to this problem. He should get, you know, he should get a fucking Congressional Medal of Honor, all that shit. Parade him around. 
get him out. The fact that this is like not getting the coverage that it deserves it, it is very, very fucking frustrating to see. I, I, and, you know, we've seen it before where that guy went into the church and he popped a couple guys with a shotgun and, and then that guy just fucking hit him in the face immediately. That was another impressive, uh, impressive round of shooting. But this has to be this has to be one of the solutions to this problem, because even if you go through like even if you put through one of these bands, these scenarios are still going to happen. And your best chance of survival, whether you want to admit it or not, is having somebody on site with a gun. That's the bottom line. The stats back it up. The incidences back it up. And I will not accept any fucking solution that um, that requires people like uh, this Elijah kid, people like myself, not being able to carry to defend themselves. That 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 has to be part of it, because that's the only that's the only proven way we've been able to stop something like this is having somebody right there. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. I I can't I can't even understand why this is like controversial or we argue about it. It's the dumbest thing to argue about. It's like, yeah, obviously I want somebody in somebody else in the room with a gun. I mean, why not? Why would you not want that? Why would you want to sit there and have to call somebody else to come in with a gun when you could have somebody right next to you? I mean, th- this is this is so ridiculous. And yes, it's not going to solve everything. It's not going to stop these from happening. But neither is a gun ban. Neither is a gun ban. You want us to do that? You got to get to the root of the problem. Get to the root of why all these kids are going fucking psycho on us and Unfortunately, nobody wants to do that because then you're, you know, then you're looking at this whole progressive agenda that's put the fucking entire country in the goddamn dumpster over the last 30 years. And they don't want to, they don't want to look in the, take a long look in the mirror and be like, hey, is it my retarded outlook? All this, uh, all these things that we're doing to kids, uh, you know, the sheltering them from failure, sheltering them from like responsibility confusing them with gender and all this other shit and like the the screens and all that stuff. Like, I don't know exactly what, what it is, but I know that's got to be playing a part of it and nobody wants to deal with that. And so if you're not going to get to the root of the problem, you don't, you're damn sure not going to take away the best thing that we have, which is people caring and being there on the scene to put these fucking pussies down when they try to flex. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your morning started right with the taste of freedom. Go to Lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. So anyway, I I guess, and I feel like I had one more important point to make, but it's eluding me right now. So I guess those are my thoughts on the good Samaritan, the actual good guy with the gun, not this ridiculous straw man 
a caricature of a good guy with a gun that the left will try to uh, drum up. <laughs> you know, like they 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 call the Uvalde police good guys with guns. No, 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 no. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people concealing and carrying in public spaces wherever the fuck they want, so that they are there uh, when shit goes down and they can defend themselves and maybe save the lives of countless other people before the cops get there. Uh, cops are not good guys with guns. They are just the enforcement wing of the government. They're the last people that we should want to have guns after the, these psycho fucking shooters. That is our, our best course of action here. It's, it's like the lowest hanging fruit ever it is just let people carry to defend themselves. That is the low hanging fruit here. You know, it's like, that's so easy. Just institute that. And, you know, I, oh, that's, you know, the other thing I wanted to say. Now I remember because I, I did see like when some uh, sites would cover this, you know, they would talk about like how rare it is that there's like a good Samaritan with a gun to engage. Like, you know, the the odds of this happening are, are very, very rare. There's There's almost never a good Samaritan around with a gun. And it's like, yeah. I wonder why that is. Why do you think that is? Well, how about because these are all gun-free zones? It's like, obviously, because these good Samaritans, they're also law-abiding citizens, and they don't want to get popped with illegally carrying a gun in a gun-free zone. I don't know what the what the charge is on that, but I'm sure it's no fucking picnic. And so, yes, they're, the, the reason it's so rare, the reason this happens so rarely is because you're fucking actively working against it. You pass fucking rules and laws that say you can't do that. And so good Samaritans, being good Samaritans, obey those laws and they set themselves up to get fucking massacred. So we, violate these laws, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I'm not supposed to say that. If it were me... <laughs> Hypothetically, I would carry any anywhere I was going, uh, responsibly, of course. You know, I'm not not going to go out to the fucking bar and you know throw back ten whiskeys with a with a gun on my hip. But uh, I mean, not because I think I would eat, like then it's like a weapon that somebody else could use against me. You know, you want to have all your fucking faculties about you, but like the the reason this is so rare i was at cnn or i was reading like one of these fucking sites where like they're basic to, you know they they gave you the only time they give you like the straight fucking facts is when it's like when the narrative really goes against everything that they stand for and everything that they push for then they just give you like the straight like this is what happened and by the way, it's very rare that this happens. So like, don't get too excited about it. Kind of like that was the angle that they had on it. It's like, yeah, no shit. It's rare. It's rare because you've made it illegal. If you make it legal and you allow people to do this, it will become much more frequent. And I guarantee you these, uh, th these pussy kids that, that think it's, it's uh, real cool to go into uh, a building and shoot a bunch of unarmed people. They're, they're going to have a much harder time doing it. They're going to think twice about doing it. It's going to ruin this retarded fantasy that they have in their head. And when they do go through with it, they're going to get put down like the bitch that they are. This kid fucking got owned. He got fucking owned from 50 yards away. And that, that, that just fucking, oh man, that makes you feel good. I, I don't, it's just like, God damn, what a fucking, what a hero. What a fucking hero. I don't know how many people that kid saved. I Easily 30 people. I mean, 
I don't know how packed this mall was, but it's a mall. It's a food court. There's people, and you're everyone's sitting down. Like he and he could have just gone fucking ballistic in there until he ran out of ammo. And they said they found over a hundred rounds of ammunition. So, yeah, um, it's a good thing that this kid violated their retarded no gun sign, and it's a good thing that he was he was there. And he's a hell of a fucking shot. But even if you're not a hell of a shot, like. <laughs> At least you give yourself a fighting chance instead of uh, sitting around and waiting for a bunch of fucking fat ass cops to put down their donuts, put down their chicken shit ticket writing notepads, get off their ass and come try to rescue you. So anyway, um, in other other news, Joe Biden has cancer or he might have cancer. He might not. I woke up the other day, I guess it was the day before, was it yesterday or the day before, when uh, Joe Biden uh, told the world nonchalantly that he had cancer. And I mean, I, I honestly, I don't know if he has cancer or not. Like, that's the funniest thing about this to me is that like 99.9% of the time when somebody tells you that they have cancer you could usually take them at their word that they have cancer. I mean, I know there's that Seinfeld episode where that guy, uh, John Lovitz was pretending to have cancer for like the whole time, I guess like he had it and then it went away or they thought he had it and he didn't actually have it. And so he was getting all these free wigs out of the deal. (laughs) But I mean, usually when somebody tells you they have cancer, you can believe that they have cancer and that sucks. But with Joe Biden, he's one of the few people on the face of the earth that if he told me he had cancer, I'd be like, I don't know. He says he's got it, but who knows? Maybe he uh, he thinks he's got it. Maybe he's somebody he knows has it and he's just getting confused. Maybe he had it 60 years ago and he thinks it's 1944. Whatever. Uh, you know, it's like, I guess it'd be 80 years. Um, you get the point. The uh, It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous that... Uh, um, he can say these things and he's basically given a pass now fresh off the heels of his cancer diagnosis was a COVID diagnosis. So he's had a really rough week. He had cancer and maybe not cancer and then COVID. And if you're like me, maybe not COVID. Like, I don't even know if he has COVID at this point. I, I, I part of me wants to think that this is just an excuse like a really easy excuse for them to keep him out of the spotlight. He has been he has been on a downward spiral, rapidly uh rapidly sinking, just like having more and more gaffes. Uh you know, he did the handshake thing again. Although, you know, and the first one I'm not sure if it was a handshake or just a weird gesture that he was doing, but this other one looked like a handshake. He's shaking hands with nobody, he's falling off of bicycles, he's a fucking laughing stock, he's embarrassing everybody. The press is like basically exhausted trying to pretend that he hasn't completely lost his marbles. And as soon as they he said that he had cancer when he didn't have cancer. Um, I think they were just like, all right, let's give this guy COVID and just put him down for a while. And that gives them a couple of options from there. That's, you know, he has COVID. So a, at a minimum, it's fine if he's not on camera, he's not giving speeches, he's not taking questions. And, you know, it could turn into the long COVID thing where they can keep this shit up for like months, and just keep him locked away somewhere out of the spotlight. 
give them a, a chance to catch their breath going into these fucking midterms. Or it gives them, uh, you know, I shouldn't say or, and it gives them the option of, you know, COVID complications and he needs to, maybe he needs to step down and they can start um, preparing the American people for that transition for you know, why he's not going to run again. So it just gives them a lot of options to work with where it's uh it's very beneficial to the democrats and to the the regime overall to uh to keep him under wraps and the easiest way to do that without attracting a lot of attention is covid the problem with that is that like then you 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 step into this other trap that you've laid here. Like they've really point, painted themselves into a corner because the second you do that, it's like, all right, well, let's say maybe he does. Maybe we can take him at his word that he has COVID. Okay, well, so Joe Biden has COVID, the, the same Joe Biden that has had two doses of the vaccine and two boosters of the vaccine. So he's had four shots. He's double vaxxed, double boosted, all that shit. He's, he's wearing his mask where he's supposed to, you know, he's wearing it on conference calls and all that shit. He does everything he's supposed to do and he gets COVID and he's on record. People have been replaying this. He's on records saying in no uncertain terms that if you have, if you take these vaccines, you're not going to get COVID. He says it. It's it's his version of if you like your healthcare plan, you can keep your healthcare plan. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you take these vaccines, you won't get COVID. Well, he's taken as much vaccine as you possibly can as a human being, and now he's got COVID. So now that whole fucking narrative falls apart. But apparently they're not as worried about that as they are about Joe Biden uh, being in the spotlight. They'd rather deal with that. And now we can sit back and, you know, he says he's having mild symptoms, and so we can sit back and enjoy the classic line that we always wait for after every one of these pro- poor propagandized lemmings comes out like, yeah, I had COVID, but it would have been a lot worse if I wasn't vaccinated. Thank God I was I was vaccinated. Otherwise, I'd be in the hospital or I would have died. Who knows? It would have been much worse. I'm just so glad. I'm so thankful that I was able to get this vaccine and blah, 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 and other retarded things that we tell ourselves. <laughs> it really is just, uh, we, we're, we're in a fucking clown world. This is so fucking stupid. It's so stupid. Just admit, like, you got fucking bamboozled. You were bamboozled. Learn from it. Don't let it happen again. I mean, like the idea that like he says, well, I, you know, I have mild symptoms. It would have been worse if I didn't get the vaccine. It's like, oh, okay. You, you could believe that Fauci uh, was giving an interview and he, Fauci has it as well. So Fauci got COVID. He's been vaxxed and boosted. And he's like, you know, he's the guy, he's the guy that came up with all of these, these protocols, which we have an article here. It turns out they were making all this shit up. They have nothing to back up any of the uh, retarded procedures they came up with. Just reminded myself of that one. He's got COVID too, and he feels that it would have been much more uh, severe if he hadn't gotten the vaccines. Like, well, that's great. I feel that it would have been just as mild with or without the vaccine. So who's right and who's wrong? How do you prove a fucking negative like that? Um, I've had COVID several times. I'm unvaccinated. I 
you know, the worst I got was like a, a sore throat and a fever for three days. I would consider that relatively mild, uh, pretty mild symptoms based on, you know, the fear mongering that was going around. So, yeah, I, I say Joe Biden would, would, would have mild symptoms either way, boosted or not boosted, uh, vaxxed or unvaxxed, you, you know, prove me wrong. Go ahead. Try to do that. And it's just like, this is so fucking stupid. I don't understand what we're doing. But it is hilarious to watch them have to fucking tiptoe this retarded line that they've drawn for themselves and try to maintain, uh, try to do it with like a straight face. (laughs) And God, you know, if the press wasn't such a corrupt organization that is just, I mean, they are, they are literally just a propaganda wing of the US government, the federal government. That's all they are. That they will, you know, they they talk to these people, they go to their fucking, they get their talking points from them, they run with their talking points. They, you know, they are the federal government at this point. They are like the Federal Reserve, but for, you know, news. You know, they they claim to be independent, they claim to be, you know, whatever. But we might as well have Joe Biden appointing the head of, you know, MSNBC and and CNN and and Donald Trump appointing the head of Fox News and all this shit because they they carry water for these fucking pussy politicians left and right. But if if he didn't have the cover, this is like I I mean this would be a complete and utter laughing stock, which is what it is. But they've 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 just now started to sort of give up on this idea of pretending that this hasn't just all gone to shit, and they're starting to make fun of him a little bit, which is another reason why I think that they're kind of getting ready to uh, push him out of the way. Now they keep asking him if he's going to run in twenty twenty four. Look, he's not running. Okay, even if he lives to twenty twenty four, he's not running in twenty twenty four. Okay, he's not going to do it. There is a 0% chance of that happening. Zero. Zero. There's less of a chance of that happening than the, uh, than the nine-year-old girl uh, driving across state lines to get an abortion. There's a far less uh, likelihood of this happening. They will find one excuse, one way or another, for him to step down graciously. And maybe it'll be COVID, maybe it'll be some other illness, maybe it will be cancer, you know, maybe he's supposed to get cancer according to their script, but not for like another year or so. And he just uh, let that one slip. You know, he was supposed to get cancer in July 2023, and he just mixed up the years. And so, and so, uh, you know, they'll, they'll give him something to get him out of the way where he can step down because, you know, he, he needs to do what's best for the country. And, you know, the country needs a healthy guy and he's not healthy, but he's still going to fight and blah, 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 all that shit, you know. Anyway, uh, you can't you can't make this up. He gets COVID, but thankfully, you know, he was vaccinated. Otherwise, it would have been really bad. Otherwise, he would have fallen into the ninety nine point, you know, three percent of people that don't die from COVID. And, you know, the ninety seven percent that don't have like any major complications from them. Like they act like COVID, like the numbers are actually reversed on this, where it's like if you're old and you get COVID, it's at a minimum, if you're unvaccinated, at a minimum, it's a hospital, a long stay in the hospital, and you are like, you might make it, you might not. And chances are you're going to die. And it's like they, they act like the numbers are completely flip flop, like 97% go to the hospital, 99% die. 
when it's it's like the exact fucking opposite of that. It's the exact opposite of that. Um, uh, yes, uh, old people are at a, a much higher risk of complications from this. But even the old people, especially now that it's mutated several times, have uh, have a very low uh, chance low chance of having serious complications from this, whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. And apparently this, uh, this other thing that Joe Biden had a propensity to say that this was a pandemic of the unvaccinated, you know, this is all my fault because I didn't get vaccinated and I was the one spreading it around. It doesn't look like there's any truth to that either, because it turns out and even Fauci will admit this now. I'm sure my YouTube channel will get reinstated and I'll get an apology and, and maybe some uh, financial compensation for them because of the, the year and a half or so that I had to go without uh, a monetized YouTube channel. Uh, I'm sure I'll get, at least get an apology out of them because Fauci has admitted that it doesn't stop transmission. It, it doesn't stop uh, you, know, you from getting, getting COVID. You can get it. You can transmit it. Um, it may reduce the symptoms. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like, or, or it's just getting milder as it mutates, you know, the, the more contagious it gets, the less deadly it gets. <laughs> I mean, it really is, uh, really is unbelievable, but let's, let's, uh, let's go to this article here. Let me see if I can find this. Cause this was a few days ago. So some of you may remember back in, in, uh, the Trump days, Donald Trump had an advisor, a COVID-19 advisor. Her name was Dr. Deborah Burks. And she was like the lady that was up there with Fauci. And they were the ones that were telling us every day that we needed to stand six feet apart and wear the mask and wipe down our groceries and social, all the retarded things, right? Everything that we've been railing against is stupid, and illegal and and doesn't do anything to mitigate the transmission of the virus that everything that we were saying that got us kicked off of youtube and and a bunch of other things but um it turns out well she's writing a book now you see now it's time to cash in so she's writing a, a tell-all book and it turns out they made up just about all of it. They have no idea. They had no idea what they were doing. They had no science to back up their recommendations. And Dr. Burks admits in her new book that she and Dr. Anthony Fauci were essentially shooting from the hip when it came to national directives, such as two weeks to stop the spread and social distancing requirements. Uh, Burks admitted to making things up adding that she and Fauci were lying to the president and to the American people about their COVID protocols. These are in quotes. Uh, when the first lie, 15 days to stop the spread, Burks writes, no sooner, uh, with the first lie, sorry, with the first lie, 15 days to stop the spread, Burks writes, no sooner had we convinced the Trump administration to implement our version of the two-week shutdown than I was trying to figure out how to extend it. And if you dared to leave your house, Burks told us, the only safe way to do so was to social distance. To that end, Burks writes that she had settled on 10 feet, knowing that even that was too many, but I figured that 10 would at least be palatable for most Americans, high enough to allow for most gatherings of immediate family, but not enough for larger dinner parties and critically large weddings, birthday parties, and other mass social events. Wow. Wow. No sooner 
than having convinced the the Trump administration that we needed two weeks to flatten the curve. Was I trying to? Was I working to extend it? Now, what the fuck were we saying way back then? That this this is how they fucking operate. This is the camel's nose under the tent. This is exactly why you can't give the government a fucking inch. You cannot do it in any scenario. That's what they do. They come up with something reasonable, something that sounds plausible. It's like, okay, yeah, two weeks. This is catching us off guard. Let's give them the two weeks so we don't overwhelm the hospitals and and we'll go from there. And, And they know that. They know that they're, they, they're they're doing the same thing with guns. I mean, this is why you cannot give them up. You you just can't do it. It has to be a fucking deal breaker because if you give them, oh yeah, you know, this seems plausible. What's wrong with red flag laws? You know, why can't we have red flag laws? You know, if this teenage kid is, is going around drawing pictures of him shooting up uh, schools and he's telling people that he's going to do all these crazy things, why shouldn't we be able to go in and take his guns away? I mean, that's, that seems reasonable. You know what? He shouldn't have guns. He's just a, you know, 16, 17 year old kid. What, why can't we go in there? He's clearly got some psychological problems. It's been diagnosed by a physician or by a school counselor or his teacher or something. So we should be able to go in and violate his, uh, his, his rights. And yeah, that, that sounds, that, that scenario sounds kind of plausible, doesn't it? To most, uh, reasonable people. But then you got to think two weeks to flatten the curve. That's how they get their their hooks in. That's how they get their 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 nose under the tent, and then they just start fucking pushing from there. And two weeks turns into two months, turns into two fucking years, and now here we are. California's threatening to go back to a mask mandate at the end of this month. This is this is how they operate. She's admitting to this in her book. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable that they could admit to that. They should be brought up on fucking charges. This is outrageous. Outrageous. Oh, yeah, we are completely full of shit. We made everything up. I mean, they're just they're just picking numbers out of a hat. Oh, 10 feet, That's that seems plausible. It's, not, it's far, but not too far. I think the American people will go for it. I mean, and they ended up settling on six feet because maybe 10 feet was a bridge too far because uh, Americans associate 10 feet with a basketball hoop, and that's way too far. That's too far to stand. So we'll go with six feet. That's still pretty far. And, um, you know, you'll you'll be distancing. You know, what's funny is down here in Mexico, where they use the, the metric system, it was only one and a half meters. So all of their dumbass stickers on the floor, they're 1.5 meters away which is like four feet maybe five feet you know five feet something like that not not quite six so it's less than six maybe uh four foot ten four foot eleven i forget how the math works out on that i'm american but it's not six feet i know that Uh, maybe it's because it's just so hot here the virus just gets tired gets exhausted after five feet and it just can't go any further can't make it to that six foot mark so they only need a meter and a half here or maybe it's because Mexicans are much shorter and the, the virus uh, falls to the ground faster than it does. <laughs> I guarantee you they don't even have an explanation as plausible as that for why they came up with a meter and a half instead of six feet or why we had six feet instead of 10 feet. It's all bullshit. <laughs> and so they, you know, they came up with another arbitrary one and a half meters because two meters would be too far. It's like, they're all just making this shit up as you go along. Wear your mask, stand this far apart. Why that far apart? Meh, I don't know. It seemed right. 
It felt it felt good. Far, but not too far. It felt like you guys might go for it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. These are your wise overlords in Washington. But go ahead, everybody. Keep looking to them for answers. Keep looking for, to them to run every aspect of your life. We made everything up, but it was for the it was for the greater good. Yeah, bullshit, bullshit. Should be in a fucking prison cell. This is this is criminal what they're doing, and they're admitting to it. They're they're right out there admitting to it, but they're all in on it. Even the ones that are supposed to be enforcing the laws are in on this stupid shit. So what are we gonna do? And the sad thing is, you bought it. Uh, so many people bought this hook, line, and sinker. They're still wearing their masks. They're still wearing, they're still married to this idea, to this identity that they've taken on as the righteous COVID science embracer. They embrace science and safety and logic when really everything you're doing flies in the face of all of those things. You're an illogical science denier. The science is out on this. We have the proof that they fuck, that we've been screaming at the top of our lungs for the last two years. We have the scientific proof that says they're lying. We have their own words of them admitting that they were lying, that they're completely full of shit. And yet there's still people out there still married to it. It's incredible. Uh, propaganda is a hell of a drug. Oh, and um, speaking of lying about the, the data, lying about the information, lying about what you have, lying about what you know, there, there's, um, there's a lot of weird shit going on with the data on the CDC website. They aren't updating a lot of the information that we're looking for. And it just so happens, like, they, they're updating some information, but the, the information that might indicate that there is an issue with the vaccine that's causing a lot of these um, non-natural causes of death, they label it non-natural, you know, people are just, like, young people are, like, dropping dead, <laughs> and, like, sudden infant uh, death syndrome and all this stuff, you know, uh, these non-natural causes of death are not up to date. Records have not been updated since week 50 of 2021. Cancer deaths have been missing since week 50 of 2021. Non-COVID natural deaths missing since week 3, 2022. And there were 6,571 records being uh, recategorized. We don't know what those records were. They're, they're moving stuff around. They're recategorizing them. They're not updating cancer deaths and other uh, suspicious natural non-natural causes of death they're, they're not updating them when they update all the other information so it's a lot of weird shits going on with this COVID stuff I just thought that might be worth mentioning keep an eye out for that I, I know I'm kind of running out of time here but there's always time to throw a few more punches at my favorite punching bag <laughs> AOC Oh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, my favorite big booty Latina. She got arrested. She, Ilan Omar, the squad, a bunch of other uh, idiots out there uh, protesting in front of the Supreme Court. I think it was the Supreme Court, wasn't it? Um, they got arrested because they were in the way. I believe they were laying down like in the street. And so the cops were like, you know, uh, Congresswoman, we got to get you out of here. You can't be laying down in the fucking street. And so I, I believe technically they got arrested, but they did this thing. And this is this is so fucking AOC. Uh, 
God, it drives me batshit crazy. I hate people like this. It's actually fucking disgusting because I know exactly what they're doing and it's going to work. The press is going to give them coverage. She did this thing when she's being she's being escorted away, right? She's got her hands behind her back like she's got handcuffs on. But she's not she's not handcuffed. At one point she actually raises her fist to the crowd like, "Oh yeah, she's such a hero. She's such a fucking hero. She's a regular Nelson Mandela. She's fucking taking one for the team. She cares about this abortion cause so much. She's willing to sacrifice everything and spend a life in prison because that's how much she cares." Except that, you know, this is not a real fucking arrest. It's like, okay, yeah, you got to pay a fine. She's not handcuffed, but she's acting like she is, so she gets the fucking photo op. You have to watch the video of her breaking her little fucking act and raising a fist to realize that she's not handcuffed. All the pictures that you see from the corporate on CNN and MSNBC is AOC got arrested, and here's the picture of her with her hands behind her back. Looks like she was fucking handcuffed. And she's got this shit-eating grin on her face. Like, she knew exactly what she was doing. This was all fucking planned. And she is going to dine out on this for decades. For decades. If you thought the January 6th shit was bad, she's going to be talking about how she was there and she got arrested. 20 years from now, we're going to be listening to how she was fucking handcuffed. And look how brave she is. She's such a fucking hero. She's willing to stand up for women who couldn't stand up for themselves and blah, 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 blah. Bullshit. Bullshit. This is a publicity stunt. This is despicable behavior. This is what you do when you can't, when you don't have an argument and you don't really have a fucking point either. What's her point? What's her point? What Her district is New York, right? So they have abortions. They're not doing anything to change abortions. The people that she represents are in no uh, fear of losing their abortion. What is she doing? What's the point here? She doesn't have a point. So she's just pretending to be fucking handcuffed, getting like play arrested. This is not a real, you know, she's not going to fucking county and spending a month in county to think it over. She's not going into a fucking hole where the some of the January 6 people are because they walked into a government building. No, no. No, no, she was, if she even went anywhere, which I highly doubt actually happened, she was in and out. No, she got like fucking, she escorted off the premises and she was given a fine that the taxpayer has to pick up, by the way. Uh, Okay, thank you so much. You're such a fucking hero. This is stunning and brave. This is like the stunningest, bravest move I've ever seen. AOC, just keep fighting for for the little man and the little woman, and all the little genders in between, you're our hero. Forget about this uh, Elijah Dickens. Elijah, please change the fucking spelling of your name, kid. Uh, it's like E-L-I-S-J-S-A-H. <laughs> Dude, just, just spell your fucking name like a normal person. Elijah, all right? Uh, he's not a hero. No, no, no. We don't care about him. Yeah, sure. He saved like 40 people from imminent death with unbelievable marksmanship and poise under pressure. No, no, no. The real hero here is AOC because she got arrested and she's oppressed and she's just like all of you other people being oppressed and she's going to fight for you. Oh man, she'll fight for you. It just, just make sure you contribute to her campaign. Donate some money and she'll fight for you. 
she will fight for you all the way to the fucking bank. Her $175,000 salary, $170,000 salary, she is going to be a millionaire in a few years. Uh, by the end of this decade, she will have uh, multi-millions of dollars if she doesn't already. But yeah, uh, she's she's one of you. She cares about you. She's willing to get handcuffed. She's willing to fight. She's willing to fake getting handcuffed. Like, fuck you. Fuck you and all of your bullshit. She's so fucking phony. How do you not see through this? How do you not see through this bullshit facade? She is so full of shit on just about everything. Every once in a while, like a stop clock, she gets something right. Jesus, this is this is just such despicable behavior. I mean, this this is this is what politics is. It, it's literally just like fucking professional wrestling. They, everything is fake. All of it is fake. I just stop, stop looking towards these politicians for advice, for life advice, for uh, some sort of a beacon of morality, for answers to anything. You know, we didn't have time to talk. Uh, maybe on the, on the next episode, uh, Justin. Uh, he said he can do an episode tomorrow. We'll probably wait until Tuesday since it's it's Friday. I'll be putting this out just before our happy hour. But we'll t- we'll talk about this climate emergency, dude. Just <laughs> they don't have the answers. They are fucking charlatans, all of them. AOC is just the most blatant, fucking obvious one who garners like a lot of attention, and it drives me absolutely insane. And the fact that I'm gonna have to deal with her for the rest of my life seeing as I'm actually older than she is, is, uh, oh boy. Oh boy. Could you imagine her when she gets to be like Nancy Pelosi's age? <laughs> Still got her huge fucking cans flopping around, but she's like lost all of her marbles. And she's no longer easy on the eyes. That's gonna be, uh... She, so now you just have like a super obnoxious, big bootied Latina <laughs> Oh God. Oh my God. Uh, I got a wrap. I guess I'll get out of here on that. (laughs) Um, thanks for listening everybody. I, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please uh, do me a favor and do two things for me. All right. Share the show with somebody that you think would also enjoy it and leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. I really need some help from you guys to to start spreading uh, this show around. It's uh it it it's not nearly getting the reach that I would like it to have, and I'm I'm doing just about everything I can. I need to do better as well, but I'm gonna lean on you guys for a little bit of help too. So share it with somebody that you think would enjoy, and uh, leave me a five star rating and review on iTunes. And if you guys can do all that for me, I will be back on Tuesday with or without Justin, but I think he will be back and we'll, we'll deal with some of the, the stuff that I wasn't able to get to today because I rambled a little too long on uh, all the Elijah stuff. But we are going to do the, the Friday night happy hour here in about an hour and a half. So I got to uh, get this episode out, record some ads and uh, get ready for that. So Hopefully you guys can uh, join me for that and become a supporting listener. I will link to the uh, site to do that in the description. I will link to our merchandise shop. They're having a sale, I think, for the next 12 hours, although that was probably like four or five hours ago. So 
there's a 35% off sale, up to 35% uh, on stuff on our site there. So go check that out. You can pick out any design you want and slap it on a mug, a t-shirt, a hoodie, a tote bag, whatever you want. It's uh, you know, the, the quality of the stuff that I've seen so far is pretty good. I've got a few shirts myself. Yeah, I did all the designs myself too. So if that isn't uh, apparently blatantly obvious, but yeah, go check that, check out the merchandise site. And I will see you guys back here on Tuesday. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.